Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. So I am still without a podcast microphone and there has been no word on it being shipped. So here we are again with not the best sound quality. Apologies for that, but thanks for being here. I hope it is good enough and we got to just keep on going. And I have some things I'm really excited to share with you today that I hope are going to be really helpful. So today I wanted to talk about how I approach having a flare up in my symptoms. Why I want to talk about this is because one, I've been having symptoms flare up recently after feeling the best I've ever felt in my gut for the last two years. Secondly, this is such a indicator of the growth I've had around understanding my gut and my digestive health and my mental health. And this is an approach that I really support clients in finding that I want for all of you to find and is such a big part of what we create going through the Gut Brain Toolkit program that I am getting ready to release. So I hope this gives you some great ideas on a way to approach symptoms flaring up. And the thing about having chronic symptoms, having chronic and traumatic stress, is that we're going to have symptoms and triggers flare up. The healing process is not linear. It's cyclical as really is everything in life. And life is full of stressors. And so we are going to face these things coming up likely again and again and again, no matter how much we heal and how much work we do. And I know that can sound like really overwhelming and disheartening, but the goal is that it is not disheartening, that it is not overwhelming, that we develop so much awareness about our own body, about our own gut-brain connection, our personal microbiome, our personal nervous system, how it all works, why it's programmed the way that it is, what its triggers are, and what works for us to navigate any symptoms or triggers that come up, and what nourishes ourselves the best. And when we have this deep awareness and understanding, we actually feel that we are able to trust our body, that we are empowered in our own healing process without feeling just absolutely 
lost and disheartened and needing to turn to other people to tell us what to do, which let's face it, there's a lot of information out there. There's a ton of information out there and one person's going to tell you to eat this kind of diet and the other person will tell you to eat the opposite kind of diet and they're probably going to get people good results on either side. People are going to tell you to do this or that. It's like, how do we know which pathway to take? Well, the only pathway that is the right pathway is the one that is meant for us. And the only way we really get to know that is by really learning and practicing the tool of connecting into our own inner knowing and our body and really listening to our body, learning what it needs, learning what helps us heal and be at our optimal health. And I talk about this a lot, but I really believe that true healing is being able to develop that skill and have self-compassion for ourselves in the process, even when the stuff that we don't like, the stuff that is so frustrating comes up and building a deep, true level of resiliency, especially in our nervous system, that when things do come up, we know that we have the tools to work through it and that we're going to be okay. And this is not to discount that sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes things are really hard and we might end up getting really sick and maybe we're in situations that aren't safe for us. And this is not to discount that. Absolutely not. Like life can be really hard and there could be some things that are out of our control. But there are other aspects that when we, again, learn how to build resiliency and learn how to really tune into ourselves, our body, and really understand why these symptoms may be coming up. So today we'll talk specifically about when digestive symptoms appear again. And of course, this is intertwined with mental symptoms too. But I've been having some digestive symptoms coming up recently. I would say maybe over the last, I don't know, two, three weeks, I started to notice that my stools were looser and they felt really incomplete. So I'm going to the bathroom, I'm not constipated, but my stools just don't feel like a complete emptying. And this was something that I struggled with for a long time. I remember this especially throughout college once I wasn't so severely constipated anymore. I still didn't feel like I had complete bowel movements, which is some level of constipation and, and motility issues. So I've been noticing that. And then in the last like couple days I started to notice just a lot more bloating where by the end of the day I looked pregnant um, this one always messes with me mentally and then I started to just feel a lot of fullness and a lack of appetite which is very unusual for me usually I can eat a lot so that really sent some concern now of course this made me feel discouraged disheartened, depressed, upset. And it's really important to feel those things. It's, I, I believe it's always important to give our emotions space if they're calling for space. Now, the key here is that I don't want to go deep into that disheartened, discouraged, depressed place and get stuck there. 
But it was important for me to feel those things and acknowledge those things. Like, man, I've worked so hard on my gut health for so long. And it's been feeling so good. So good. I've even been able to like add food back in that I avoided for like over a decade and feel really good eating it and just like in general feel like a lot more flexibility with my diet, a lot less like food fears, um, just overall feel really good and balanced. So these symptoms coming up are, are hard. They're really hard. Um, so it's important to acknowledge that and, and feel whatever comes up around that as long as it's safe to feel that, as long as it's safe to feel that. If it's not safe to feel that, like if it's going to send you into a state of like immobilization or freeze um, or deep depression, then maybe it's seeking some support in that process to feel that. But allowing that to be there and then I transition into, okay, I'm ready to understand what's going on. And so this is how I approach it. I'll say first, (laughs) in the past, the way I would have approached it is to go, what did I eat? What did I eat that my body doesn't like? Or maybe I'm not eating well enough. Oh my God, I need to focus on my diet. And I'd get hyper fixated on my diet. This is when I would probably have kept those food journals for many, many days, which is Oh, such a pain. I can't believe I did that. It was helpful information, but there was times I was doing it every day for weeks, looking back through to see if I could find any clues of something I ate days ago or last week that's maybe causing my symptoms now. Oh my God. Um, And I would have gotten really hyper fixated. And what would that have done? It would have caused anxiety around food. It would have caused food fears and it would have caused me stress because now I'm thinking about food and am I eating the right things and am I eating clean enough? And is this causing me to react or is this causing my symptoms or is this causing my symptoms or is this causing my symptoms? And then the whole process of eating would have become stressful, which is really bad for us. On all levels, food is such a beautiful part of living and it's a way that we connect with the earth and with our body and it's a survival mechanism. Like we need to eat to survive and so when something that is so essential to our survival becomes stressful, like we're just creating a whole storm of stress in our body and our nervous system. So that's what I would have done in the past and then I also would have probably looked at like, okay, what is this? Spent a bunch of time on Google, Googling my symptoms. And then I would have come up across a whole bunch of different things that could be the culprit because when you look at the most common digestive symptoms like gas, bloating, distension, stomach pain, nausea, constipation, diarrhea, heartburn, well, a lot of those symptoms have a lot of different sources. (laughs) And then it becomes absolutely overwhelming. And what does overwhelm cue? Oh, it cues a stress response in the body. It's being in that fight or flight overactivation. So then now I'm researching, I'm spending all this time and energy. I'm getting like worked up in my, my mind, my busy mind is spinning. I'm getting overwhelmed. And then I'm convinced that I have X, Y, and Z 
and maybe I need to take this supplement and like what are the best supplements to use for this and now I'm like researching supplements and now I'm like trying to buy these supplements and spend more money and what am I not doing? I'm not looking at the root issue. So this is how I approach it today. The first thing I always look at because if you notice these sources, right? So some of the sources that we're going to see of the most common symptoms are going to be things like low stomach acid, low pancreatic enzymes or bile production, SIBO, CIFO, uh, dysbiosis, candida overgrowth, leaky gut, The source, like the thing across the board that causes those things, because remember, these can be sources of our symptom, but what made those things come along in the first place? What created the environment for these things to happen? The thing that is seen pretty much across the board is chronic stress. And what is chronic stress? Chronic stress is nervous system dysregulation. It is being overactivated in our sympathetic fight or flight response. This is why nervous system regulation is so important. So that all being said, I know there's things that can happen where maybe someone got Lyme disease and then they developed SIBO or they had to take antibiotics for an infection, like a lot of antibiotics, and then they developed SIBO or dysbiosis. You know, there's things like that that can be the culprit or someone traveled overseas and got a stomach bug and then had, you know, dysbiosis. But in general, especially when we've had chronic symptoms for a while and maybe we can't pinpoint it on something specific like that or... Maybe we even had some issues before that and then things got really worse after that. There's likely going to be a cause of what led the environment to allow SIBO or dysbiosis or leaky gut or etc. to happen, right? So what I see across the board is chronic stress and knowing that digestion starts in the brain and understanding the gut-brain connection and its communication, I'm always going to look first to what state is the nervous system in? So for me, I'm going, okay, have I been under stress? Now, this is the tricky thing because for me, I'm so used to being in a state of stress and overwhelm and like sympathetic activation that I don't always realize that I'm stressed. And in general, our Western society is in such a chronic sympathetic overactivation. Like our society is built on like, being under chronic stress that we may not notice that we're under stress. We may not realize it because maybe we're not feeling like the emotional or mental stress or like we're just so used to and adapted to a level of stress that we don't realize that we maybe have been living under chronic stress all our life. So this is something where I have to get really real with myself and really just state the facts and paint a bigger picture. So I maybe haven't been feeling like super stressed out, but when I've reflected back on the last little bit of time, well, I moved a month and a half ago. It's a really positive thing. Like this move was really fun and exciting and I love where I'm living, but I have to recognize like 
sometimes those transitions, or if you change a job or exit a relationship, of course, transitions can be a certain level of stress on the body, mental, emotional, too. Uh, but when I kind of look at this, you know, deeper layers, I'm like, oh, there's been some big things going on. All right. And I, I want to share this and just like to help you maybe be able to look at your own lifestyle and some of the stressors that may be contributing to you and give you ideas of stressors. This is not to be like, oh, poor me or like be ultra vulnerable, but I'm just trying to be real. So, you know, I've started this business. Starting a business is really hard. It's really hard. And to be honest, like sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I'm cut out for it because I have a really sensitive nervous system. I get overwhelmed really easily. I have neurodivergence. So it can be like really overwhelming trying to like do all the tasks that are needed in a day to day. Um, and I think anyone would say starting a business is stressful. It's a lot of work, a lot of energy, and I'm kind of always on because I'm always thinking about like, well, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to create this, you know, and there's this kind of rush too because like I have all these ideas, I want to take, have momentum, I want to get things out, and then the other layer is the financial piece, and I'm just going to be real honest here, like I don't, I don't have very much money. And I've invested a lot up front in my training and in things to do this business. And it was important for me to go full into this so that I reduce distractions and energy going to other jobs. But that means that, you know, the credit card has been building and it is a consistent stressor for me. And last week, or I guess it was the week before, I went to take my car in to get some work done on it that I had put off for a year, and it was a hefty bill. And that honestly sent me into a state of depression for a couple days. And so when I consider all those things, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to be carrying and noticing how overwhelmed I've been getting easily how much I'm on throughout the day, how often I'm looking at a screen for for work and for creating things, how often I've had to be kind of involved with social media to, to create things to put on social media. And then I look at it for my own personal use. And social media triggers feelings of comparison or whatever it may do. And noticing that, noticing the level of input I'm taking in, like, whether it's looking at social media or whether it's doing research for parts of the program that I'm building uh, or for something I'm supporting a client with or something I want to learn myself because I'm continually trying to learn about business. I've invested in two business courses and so there's all this, there's just so much information coming at us all the time and so having that like almost like obsessive compulsive response to just taking in more and more and more information and maybe not like all the input 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 and lack of output can be a sign of dysregulation that we're in dysregulation and it can certainly cause dysregulation so I'm noticing that I'm like oh yeah I have this tendency to like have 5 million tabs open on my computer and then it feels like 5 million tabs open in my brain and then I'm starting something and not finishing it, jumping from thing to thing to thing, part of my neurodivergence. And I 
get really overwhelmed. So there's all these little signs that I'm seeing. Then to add on top of all of it, I have a connection in my life that has been having some difficulties and challenges and strain, and it's triggered a lot within me. And a lot of what it triggers is old childhood wounding. And so there's a level of traumatic stress that I just carry as a human who's gone through trauma. And this connection is kind of poking at those wounds and causing these things to come up. And even if it's like I'm working through them in a positive way, I mean, it's it's an intense thing to have come up in the body and feel that and then be working through. It can be such a overwhelming process for the body. Even if I'm like working on things in therapy, I have to take into account that when I'm processing things that that's a big task that can cause just fatigue and strain or stress on the body. And of course, like our connections in our life can can really bring up some of our deepest woundings and some some deep emotions and there's definitely been some like deep deep traumatic stuff coming up that maybe I didn't realize was there or thought I had moved through. And so that can be a really overwhelming thing. And if I just look at everything there, I go, ah, okay, that makes a lot of sense that I'm having some symptoms flare up, right? Because, well, I see that I'm in dysregulation and under chronic stress. I know what that does to my nervous system. And I know how my nervous system is connected into my gut brain, being that my gut's enteric nervous system is part of my autonomic nervous system. So my autonomic nervous system is under activation and chronic stress. Also being that the vagus nerve, the main communicator between the gut and the brain, is the main part of the parasympathetic which is all about controlling my digestion (laughs) and helping me get into rest and digest. And if that's not doing so well, I see how this is the culprit. And that if I don't address this level of chronic stress, whatever I'm going to try to do otherwise, whether it's in nutrition or supplementation or lifestyle stuff, if I'm not addressing this, like I'm only going to get so far. So that's always the first thing, looking at what kind of stress am I under? And that was definitely looking mostly at like mental, emotional stress, but physical stress is something to consider as well. Like for me, uh, when I think about what has my physical stress been lately, there's not too much, but I've noticed that I haven't been feeding myself super well. Either I am finding it hard to eat like consistently and our digestion really loves eating at consistent times or I maybe have been eating too little um, or just like not getting enough nutrients. So I'm looking at, you know, am I eating enough? Am I nourishing myself? Like because if we're not, that can cause physical stress. How's my sleep? Um, That's a big component to look at. I've noticed that I've been having a really hard time getting up in the morning for like over a month now. So there's something indicating to me there out of balance. And exercise is another place to look. You know, um, in the past, I've had a tendency to over-exercise. 
Um, but that's been pretty good lately. I think I've, I've reached a really good middle ground. Okay, so stress is kind of the first piece. Then I'm going to just kind of consider like all the foundations of nutrition, right? So we already talked about some. Sleep is one. Movement is another. Uh, diet is another. So that could be, am I eating enough? Am I eating a balanced meals? Am I getting enough like good foods? Have I started eating a bunch of junk food? Um, you know, things like that. Like maybe for some people it is eating something that is causing reactivity in the gut. But, um, you know, that's something that you might need to just work with someone on to really understand. Um, another part is like, am I hydrated? Am I spending time outside in, in nature and in the light? How are my connections, right? Like, how is my connection to myself? Um, how's my connection to my body, to nature, to other people or, or to spirit? Right. So that might be an area to look as well um, to just consider those those foundations of nutrition. Those are my foundations of nutrition. Nutrition is not just diet, in my opinion. It is all these different areas that make up overall optimal health. And then the third thing I look at after nervous system foundations, the third thing is understanding like my personal situation in my gut and in my microbiome and walking myself back through the full digestive process. So knowing what my symptoms are is helpful to a certain extent, but remember there's so many different sources. But because I know what I've seen from my stool tests, from my GI map, what's going on there, I can make a pretty good guess based off my symptoms, what might be going wrong. And so this is where we come back to the foundations of the digestive process. So I'm always going to walk back through, okay, first step is brain. Okay, well, yeah, I've been under stress. Okay, you know, how have I been eating? Well, not that great. Not, I'm not eating that consistently. I'm, you know, I have been rushed. I've been working while eating or looking at my phone and, and not being super mindful. You know, maybe I'm scarfing down food a little too much, you know, not chewing well enough. And then I'm going down to the stomach and this is where I go, uh-huh, right? Like how's my stomach acid production? Well, a lot of my symptoms like having the burping, uh, having bloating like the lack of appetite especially was a big signal to me um that all indicated to me stomach acid you know that upper gi and again this is like the next part of the step as i'm looking down to things and knowing some markers in my gi map that indicate uh low stomach level low stomach acid levels, I can go, uh, I know this is something that I deal with. I know this has shown up in my stool test. And I've actually supplemented with hydrochloric acid with my meals for quite a long time. 
Um, and I haven't done it over the last little while because it just, I kind of naturally took a pause. I, I do that often with supplements. Um, but I noticed, yeah, okay, these symptoms are here and I think I need a little extra support with my stomach acid. Now here's the key. If I were to just go, oh, it's my stomach acid. Okay. I'm going to take hydrochloric acid and with supplementation with each meal and just fix it. Like, yeah, that will probably help. That'll make me feel a little bit better, but I'm still not creating the environment to thrive within if I'm still under stress and I'm not addressing the nervous system dysregulation and the foundations, right? I'm still going to be, those are still the first two parts of of approaching these symptoms. So if I just go to the last part, which is what I always did in the past, okay, supplements, <laughs> you know, or, or diet, like I'm not, I'm only going to get so far and I'm going to become more dependent on the supplements to feel better because I'm still contributing to the environment that got me there in the first place. And then it becomes this vicious cycle where it's like, I don't feel good unless I'm taking these supplements to help me because I need them because I'm still under stress and I'm not addressing that. But then this is physical stress on my body that still keeps me in stress. You know what I mean? Like it's just this vicious cycle. So that's the key here is that we can still utilize supplements and and diet and, and look at things that we can do to support our physical body. We also have to look at what's creating that environment. What is creating that environment? So for me, and I'll venture to say most people, it's that nervous system dysregulation and that chronic stress. So that's the area I need to really be supporting myself with, with the tools and the resources that work for me to regulate my system and continue to do what I can in my day-to-day life to bring more resiliency to my system so that, you know, if I get stressed out and activated, I can come back into that rest and digest state, you know, and back into this ventral vagal state where I'm feeling connected and grounded and support my body to function well. There's been an, a load an allostatic load of stress on the body, right? Like chronic stress over a long period of time is going to create this allostatic load on the body that is going to result in physical symptoms. And so this is where I want to do things that support the physical body and those symptoms in feeling better. This is where I do think things like supplements can come into play to help support the natural functioning of the body or the digestive system. But at the same time, it's really important that we're looking at what set up that environment in the first place, like what set up the environment of low stomach acid. And it's more often than not linked back to the nervous system. Again, there might be some other root causes, um, most definitely, but this is what I see most often, especially with chronic symptoms. So this is the main 
way that I've looked at my symptoms lately. And there are a couple other things that I decided to do as well. Um, I know that I have dysbiosis given my GI map. And so um, that is something else I also felt like I wanted to support right now beyond the stomach acid. And so I've decided to bring in a couple other supplements to support me. Um, one is my favorite spore-based probiotic uh, that really helps me with that. And another is something that is one of my favorite ways to support my gut lining. And there's just some times where bringing in that extra support and nourishment might feel really aligned. And the way that I approach supplementation is really intuitive. I'll go through phases where I don't really feel like I need anything at all. Um, And like, I just don't feel called to anything. And then something might come up and I'm like, maybe I notice a bit of symptoms or just feel like something's a little bit off or I just kind of get a feeling like, oh, I could really use this as a supportive tool right now. And then that's when I'll utilize supplements for a little bit. Uh, I, I typically always have stuff that helps me with the digestive process. Like I said, hydrochloric acid or digestive enzymes, just because I know my digestion is really compromised. And so I, it really helps me, but, um, I don't feel like dependent on it or so attached to it all the time. I can go without it and it's fine, but I'll notice when there's times for me to bring other things back in. So that's also a goal I have for you all is to just find that intuitive connection with how you might bring in supplements, um, or any kind of additional support like that. Okay, so that is the way that I have approached um, having a flare-up of symptoms lately, and this is something that you can use, like these three pillars, um, nervous system dysregulation, you know, health of the nervous system, looking at the foundations, and then um, looking at your microbiome or, you know, what you know of your history or your recent testing, like coming back to the foundations of digestion and noticing if any of those symptoms are aligning with that. And this is a big part of what I really work to enable clients with. A lot of it starts with just like really learning about our own body and gut brain and microbiome and nervous system and really understanding if we can get to that root cause of what set up the environment for whatever we have going on to happen. Really understanding that and looking at our history in that way and understanding the patterns. And this is a big part of what I am doing in the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit, right? That's the whole point of it being called a toolkit is there's this whole part of just building our awareness of our own bio-individual health in, in all these areas and really understanding our body and why it's responding this way. And then figuring out 
what actually supports us best and having a totally different view on our symptoms and our triggers and building a deeper level of resiliency and coming out with a toolkit uh, of a whole bunch of different things to utilize, whether they're somatic practices, um, certain like protocols to use when we have certain digestive dysfunctions, um, a deep, deep understanding of the digestive process, you know, a way to approach symptom flare-ups like this, um, many different kind of practices that help regulate the nervous system um, for whatever kind of state or experience that you have in your nervous system, different ways to look at the emotional and energetic function of a lot of these disorders that could be going on in the gut brain and and more so um I'm I'm talking about this a lot right now because I'm really excited about it I'm, I'm pouring so much of my heart and and energy and love into creating this program I'm really wanting it to be like such a strong hub um for really understanding these things and feeling empowered in that like we can heal these gut brain symptoms um no matter how impossible that might feel and so I'm gonna I'm gonna be keep talking about it for a while um, as I'm just prepping it and getting it ready to release and so if it intrigues you if what I shared today is something that you want in like approaching your health um, I really encourage you to hop on the wait list uh, the first time I release this I'm gonna take a limited number of people to keep it really intimate and you will be the founding members. That means uh, you will be the first to go through everything. There'll probably be a lot more like one-on-one -on -one support, especially in this first round with a smaller group. And in a thanks for you know being a founding member, I'm going to do it 50% off of what it will be. So it's a steal. And you will be able to provide feedback along the way to make it even better for those who join it later on. So get on the wait list because you will be the first to know and be offered a spot if you're on the wait list. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you have a regulated and resilient day. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.